Hi, Michael. How are you today? Glad to be connected and welcome to Health Tech with Purpose podcast. Ayush, thank you for having me. Yes, same here. Same here. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, let's start with somewhat of understanding of your role and your day-to-day things that you work in and, uh, uh, you know, especially related to healthcare, what things are you guys up to? Yeah, so uh, I have the honor and privilege to manage the healthcare vertical for for VMware um, uh, here in the in the North America, and so I've been here six years. Actually, came to help uh, build out this vertical and figure out how technology, the technology portfolio that we bring to market, addresses the needs of of healthcare. We believe that you know the technology that we bring to market is very much aligned with the the needs of healthcare in terms of driving or bending the cost curve you know, providing better outcomes, better security, and uh, more health equity across the, the ecosystem. Okay, great. So uh, tell us a bit more about VMware's technology, especially relevant to the digital transformation of healthcare industry. And, um, you know, from what you've worked on and what you've seen, what impact it has had on the patient outcome. Yeah, so, you know, there. We have a product. We, uh, you know, in care all the way from the edge to the to the cloud uh, is done. So our primary focus is on how we can enable our clients and customers to utilize multi-cloud strategies to help drive better outcomes uh, within their organizations. And as you know, you know, most health systems today are under tremendous cost pressure. So you know, to the extent that they can take some of that. Uh, cost out of the environment or be more efficient about how they provide um, patient care is really where we focus our solutions, uh, uh, solution sets and and how we address the needs of customers. So everything from, you know, how applications, both clinical and non-clinical are rendered uh, within the organization to, you know, how does a customer utilize the multi-cloud strategy, both private and public cloud and also take advantage of things like um, back-end microservices from the, from the hyperscalers around uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence and things like that that are going to be critical, I think, in, in moving the needle within healthcare. Right. In fact, I see, of course, the big talk around the multi-cloud strategy in the healthcare environment, but since you have you know, watched this whole uh, system so closely, would you like to give a walk through into like you know a practical uh, story that you have seen or some implementation and how it helped just elaborate? I mean, I believe uh, that um, you know a lot of this was accelerated during the, the pandemic, right? And so when we look at you know how organizations, healthcare organizations, had to pivot uh, in delivering care, we were on the forefront of helping those organizations do that so some great examples of you know a lot of those organizations moved their entire or the majority of their workforce uh from inside the four walls of the hospital to to working remotely and so you know our technology enabled them to still be able to be productive and and be remote at the same time some of those technologies today are being used in ways that address a number of issues and so for example we look at um, uh, teleradiology as an example uh, where we can address multiple issues in healthcare. So, for example, a lot of radiologists needed, you know, bandwidth, high bandwidth, and you know, secure access to be able to diagnose and, and read uh, images. 
So we provide that capability in a, in a secure, compliant way. Uh, and it, it addresses multiple things. One is, you know, it also allows organizations that might not have access to some of those specialties within their geographic footprint to, you know, get those specialties and support in a remote or telehealth uh, environment as well. And so we think that that is, you know, a, a huge outcome in terms of both access um, for underserved communities or rural communities as well as you know a cost reduction so so that organizations can get access to specialties that they might not normally have access to so marcus is this limited to uh, some of the largest institutions and hospitals or is this something that you see more and more usage in the mid tier or yeah. smaller organizations yeah one of my one of my passions is around health equity in general uh, and so, you know, I, I'm also a board member and a founder of an organization called Black Directors Health Equity Agenda, or BDHEA. And, you know, I believe that technology is an enabler and helps close the chasm between access of have and have nots. And so, you know, my firm belief is that, you know, technology might not necessarily be the, the, the only uh, path to a solution, but it is absolutely an enabler in terms of how we get there. And so, you know, studies have been done, and I think, again, the pandemic highlighted some of these disparities um, within the organization, and there are studies that, that back up that, you know, underserved or um, poor communities have, um, you know, poor outcomes uh, in terms of uh, um, healthcare. You know, as you're aware, you know, we spend a significant portion of our GDP on healthcare in the United States right. and don't necessarily drive better outcomes than other developed countries in the world. And so I, I believe that the path to creating or closing that gap really is, is to focus on those communities where we have the biggest issues in terms of uh, delivering quality care. Right. Makes sense, makes a lot of sense. So uh, might I elaborate more on the role of, since you touched upon cloud computing, um, you know, if, evolving with the healthcare industry over the next five years. So, um, you know, what are the things that we could look forward to in the future and how is VMware positioning itself uh, around those things? Yeah, so again, there, there are a few things. We talked about bending the cost curve and, you know, we talk about things uh, such as uh, sustainability. You know, VMware was in the sustainability game before it became a thing. Uh, our innovation and in our 25 year history we were focused on actually how do you, you know, create a more sustainable environment and help organizations reduce their carbon footprint without that necessarily being a priority. So if you look at, you know, our virtualization uh, strategy or technology across compute, storage and network have absolutely impacted, you know, how um, uh, organizations, uh, you know, become more sustainable as well. And so we'll continue that. Uh, as we go forward. Again, the multi-cloud uh, environment also supports that from a sustainability perspective. Uh, and, you know, it allows organizations to, you know, look at the workloads and applications that they have and, and make a determination as to where is the best place for those to run. You know, as I mentioned before, how can they get access to backend services from a hyperscaler perspective? And also, you know, have uh, an ability to manage and monitor and 
automate those some of those processes so that they're they're doing it in the most efficient way. And that's where VMware comes in, and we really play a huge role in terms of helping organizations address that. As I said before, I came to VMware to uh, to help build out a vertical. So it's very important that we do the translation of you know technology and solution sets to outcomes. Uh, and so we work very closely with both our partners and our clients to to make sure that the technology is focused on the things that are going to help them provide uh, better outcomes in their organization. And as I said before, I come back to my BDHEA um, uh, roots. It's really important that you know if we're going to change some of the dynamics around bending the cost curve, that we're addressing the most vulnerable communities. And how do we, you know, make sure that we are providing um, services in that regard as well? And so, you know, that that is, you know, how I kind of blend my passions around, you know, technology and and uh, and equity. Okay. So, Michael, saw a bit of light on what you were doing for VMware and what led you to choosing uh, VMware as your destination for the. Yeah, that that's a great question, and and thank you for that. So. I've been in the industry um, for 40 plus years. Um, I've been um, focused on healthcare exclusively for the last, de last decade and a half. Um, I spent 15 years with Microsoft and actually managed Microsoft's business, public sector business in the Middle East and Africa. And so two of the prominent um, segments in that business were healthcare and education. And I just got the bug around you know, driving outcomes and improving. And if you know that area, um, you know, it, it's it's one of the most diverse areas in the world in terms of the dichotomy of, you know, um, economic status, you know, geopolitical, you name it. You know, it's just so many dimensions of, of diversity there um, that it really, you know, helped me build this passion for uh, improving healthcare globally. And so, um, I, I spent the last five years that I was at Microsoft running the health and life sciences practice there. Uh, and I retired uh, from Microsoft in 2016 and was recruited to VMware by some friends who, you know, were familiar with my work. Um, you know, I still stayed in the healthcare space. I was investing in early stage health healthcare companies, which I still do today. Um, but uh, VMware said, hey, we want to be a thought leader uh, and have impact in this vertical. Um, so I was recruited uh, six years ago to help build out the vertical. We now have, you know, over a thousand people in in VMware that are focused um, primarily on healthcare uh, and help driving better outcomes there. Great, great. Okay, nice. So, where does it go from here? So, uh, Michael, like, what are the new yeah. challenges and new things that you are seeing? Uh, I, I think this this. I think the sky is the limit, Ayush, um, and um, there are some things that we're really focused on. So I think data uh, is really important. Uh, as you know, the, the, the you know proliferation of data in healthcare has been exponential over the last five or ten years. Um, you know, since in the U.S. we've had the Affordable Care Act, and and you know we digitize most of our uh, medical records, uh, and so interoperability I think again will be a key driver. Uh, we talked about AI and ML uh, in terms of precision medicine, uh, providing data at the point of care, meeting patients where they are. Uh, and again, it goes back to that health equity question around, you know, how do we address the most vulnerable populations that we believe will, will move the dial? So I'm, I'm 
very uh, bullish and positive on the outlook. I, I think in the last three to four years uh, post pandemic, we've made more strides than probably the, the prior decade uh, in healthcare in the US. And so, uh, you know, I think there's a huge opportunity both for technology and addressing some of the policy um, issues that exist here to, to uh, again, you know. Would you like to elaborate a bit more about the AI, ML, data? Because I mean, Again, the world we are in, they uh, require more yeah. attention, and uh, definitely yeah. the new things of policies are coming out of it. So, you know, if you'd like to go deeper with this. So, again, I think that there are, um, we just had um, a conference that we call Radio, and it's where we collect, um, you know, a bunch of innovation and ideas from our, our teams and our engineers in terms of what the future like looks like. And, you know, it was almost exclusively dedicated to to AI and ML, as you know, you know, with the um, the uh, uh, advent of things like uh, chat GBT and, and those uh, type of technologies, you know, it's going to be important that we we are able to bring together both structured and unstructured data uh, and that we learn uh, from that data. Uh, again, going back to the health equity question, we believe it's important that that data is inclusive, right? So you know, when you're, you're talking about, you know, actually uh, machine learning and learning, if the data is not representative uh, or, or equitable, then the outcomes that you drive are going to be biased as well. And so, um, you know, BDHEA and other organizations are focused on, you know, how do we make sure that that data is more equitable, more inclusive? Uh, when you look at things like clinical trials, uh, when you look at, you know, um, actually, you um, uh, you know, development of protocols, et cetera. It's going to be really important that we we broaden the aperture on the data that we uh, we get. And the data is there for sure. It's just a matter of making sure that, uh, to my earlier point around interoperability, that we're getting access to, to both the structured and non-structured data there. Okay, makes, makes a lot of sense. So what is the biggest challenge, Michael, you see uh, for hospitals, you know, who are implementing uh, this whole multi-cloud strategy, the VMware solutions. So what is those, you know, top challenges that you see? And then if you can elaborate how you can solve them. Yeah, so there there are a couple of things that, that come to mind. One is that, um, you know, at the heart of delivering care are really the applications uh, and how those applications are organized, where they reside. You know, how do you get data in and out of those those applications and our strategy around multi-cloud is, is we believe that a lot of organizations have you know gone forward with a cloud strategy um, but it's been somewhat chaotic in terms of how they bring that together and what we we uh, advocate for is a, a process that calls for cloud smart and so we believe that you have to go through that rationalization of understanding your portfolio of applications. Uh, some will be, you know, need need to be modernized. And so through a development process, which we have tools to support and drive as well, you develop new modern applications. In some cases, it's a matter of taking those applications that you already know and manage today and give them the ability to be mobile and can actually go into you know, multiple environments. So if for today, for example, you wanted to run a particular application uh, in uh, Microsoft Azure because of some of the backend microservices that you get access to, you can do that today. But if your strategy changes in the future 
and there's more benefit to run that in Amazon or Google, uh, you have the ability to be able to, to port those applications where it makes the best sense to, to run those. In addition to that, the ability to be able to manage, uh, uh, automate, and, and run those applications and have visibility into both the economics and the operational efficiency of those uh, applications in your environment. And so we take a pretty uh, holistic approach to being able to build where you need to build, uh, manage and run where you need to manage, and then also giving you the flexibility uh, to, to drive out cost and, and be cost efficient in how you deploy your strategy. Okay, fair enough. So you give them that flexibility from the options to choose from. Yeah, we, li we like to uh, say that we're kind of a Switzerland of, uh, of, of multi-cloud um, because again, you're building on the virtualization level of abstraction that we've been doing for 25 years now. Okay, thanks. So uh, talking about the health equity piece, Michael, and this has been a theme you know, that has loomed long enough because you know every time anybody looking to do good things, you know, they are definitely inclining upon the pillar of health equity or how you make it available for everyone and so on. So you know, your own version of it, like how do you see it will eventually get solved if it would be, and then what would be, you know, the reasons that it would get solved? Because someday we have to solve it. It cannot be a perennial problem all the time for all the generations. Yeah, it's a very complicated issue. And I believe that, you know, we have to take a multi-pronged strategy to addressing it. Part of it is access, um, you know, to those communities, you know, as, as I said earlier, you know, a lot of communities just do not have the, the bandwidth or access to, um, you know, some of the technology and some of the specialties that are required. Uh, some of it is around education, um, but I believe the health systems play a critical role. And, you know, my role at uh, BDHEA as, as a founder uh, and a board member is to make sure that we are creating executable strategies um, at the board level to address some of these. So to do that, we've come up with, um, you know, three defined strategies. One is a board director's playbook. So how do you talk about and keep equity top of mind in the boardroom uh, as you're making decisions around, you know, how to execute in the environments um, you are? We talked about sustainability. So we have a, an ESG guide um, for uh, boards as well. And then the new one is, as I mentioned earlier, um, the, um, uh, the part about reducing the carbon footprint. So decarbonization uh, as a strategy for health systems as well. Again, I think all of these things play into, you know, how do we address the, the, both the social determinants of health as well as, you know, the technology uh, disparities that exist as well. Uh, and so, you know, proud to be a member of this organization that is really looking at exit. There are so many people out there that are focused on this issue. Um, but I think, um, at least here in the U.S., it's important that we have that board level conversation uh, and executable strategies. And we've developed these strategies with, you know, premier thought leaders like Deloitte um, in, in terms of how we bring that to market. So uh, a lot of work to do, but I, I feel optimistic about where we are at the point in time uh, and how technology can play a role in, in solving that. So last question, Michael, uh, what keeps you awake at night currently? 
challenges or potential solutions that you're working on? Yeah, so you know, we we worry about security. Um, you know, uh, from a VMware perspective, uh, we're one of the premier security providers and have a broad set of, of portfolios. Uh, there's not a C-level executive that I speak with uh, in the healthcare industry that that's not top of mind for them. So therefore, it's top of mind for me um, as well. Um, again, my passion around equity is, a, is another thing. Um, just to make sure that, uh, you know, we're creating these strategies that apply to all people. And, and you know, if you look at the research, um, it's an important to understand that a lot of the cost drivers around healthcare are because uh, there's inequitable um, application of both services and solutions and how we look at um, the broader health ecosystem. So, you know, those are, I think, the two things that uh, I'm most focused on today uh, in my role. I'm, you know, very blessed to to be able to to have an impact in uh, in those two areas, and we believe that VMware is a key thought leader uh, in in both those areas as well. Great! Thank you so much, Michael, for all the wisdom that you've shared, and I believe this would be a great view for uh, anyone who wants to solve healthcare, health tech and especially around the health equity side. So thank you so I, much. I really appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity to, to chat with you. And again, uh, appreciate your interest in, in VMware and, uh, and BDHEA and health equity.